Hi, my name is Kelly Winkler, and welcome to Spotlighting the Indie Author. I'm excited to announce that today's show, Episode 7, is a double header. That's right, two shows for the price of one. Joseph of Spotlighting the Indie Author will be reviewing and discussing We're All Liars, 101 Ways to Live the Truth by Robert Bean. When searching for Robert on the web, his last name is spelled B-I-E-H-N. Along with the review, Joseph will talk to Robert to learn more about him and about We're All Liars, 101 Ways to Live the Truth, in a short interview. Buckle up as Spotlighting the Indie Author, along with Robert, answers the question, Are we all liars? Thanks, Kelly. Hi, everyone. My name is Joseph Clay, host of Spotlighting the Indie Author. When it comes to lying, it's too bad we all can't be like George Washington and never tell a lie. We all know the story about George, an axe, and his dad's favorite cherry tree. Uh, excuse tree. me, Joseph. The tale about our first president and the cherry tree may be a lie itself. Some historians say that Mason Locke Weems fabricated that story. What? Who is this Mason person, and why would they do that? Well, it appears that Mason Locke Weems, a clergyman and an itinerant book agent, was also a moralist, as well as an opportunist. When Washington died in 1799, Americans were well aware of his public accomplishments, but knew little about his personal life, and they were keen to fill that void. Enter Mason Locke Weems, who saw that need and was ready to meet it as one of Washington's first biographers. That explains it all. You take an opportunist who wrote a biography, you have no idea what's the truth and what's not. We all know as writers, we use what we call writer's license to stretch the truth or make something up for a dramatic effect. Robert Bean stated in We Are All Liars, 101 Ways to Live the Truth, that one of the reasons a reader may have picked up his book was because we all hate being lied to. I think everyone can agree with that statement. I also think everyone can also agree that life would be easier if people were like Pinocchio or their pants actually caught on fire when they lied. Of course, some people would need someone following them around with a fire extinguisher or a wood working too. Doesn't one of the Ten Commandments deal with lying? Yes, the Ninth Commandment states, You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Thank you, Kelly. I thought lying was covered in the commandments. Before we start our journey toward the truth by talking to the author of We're All Liars, 101 Ways to Live the Truth, tell the listeners a little about Robert Bean. Robert Bean is a masterful storyteller. Not a storyteller as in white lies and fibbing, but the art of storytelling, with the written word, whether it be lyrical or novels. Robert is a Christian man who enjoys spending time with his wife and daughter. Besides his family, Robert also has an abundance of passion for helping others. Robert is a licensed real estate agent, along with being a professional contract negotiator. He also enjoys singing, songwriting, writing books and scripts, acting, along with a variety of other things. 
His personal motto, work for what I own, own all that I am, kiss whom I love, love whom I kiss, give as I've been given, don't take life as a given, humility be my closest friend, that I may always love even after my end. Motto written by Robert Bean. Now to Robert Bean and Joseph Clay. I'm excited to introduce Mr. Robert Bean. Robert, thank you for being on Spotlighting the Indie Author. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Glad to be on the line. Before we talk about We're All Liars, 101 Ways to Live the Truth, let's do a little catching up. Besides the occasional happy birthday wish on Facebook and liking your posts here and there, it has been a while since you and I have conversed. I guess the last time was back in February 2017. You were the featured artist in the Music Monday article. I was writing for Live, Laugh, Love, Nashville. Gee, that was over three years ago. Tell me what has transpired with you between then and now. <laughs> yeah, well, that could be an episode of, in and of itself, but um, <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of wonderful things that have been happening in my life. Um, uh, I'm married and I have a, a daughter, so that's great. That's two wonderful, outstanding things that have happened. Um, and then uh, I believe in that time I've written five five books. Um, I think it is five books. Yeah, and then obviously you know we're all liars came out. Um, I had a bunch of music come out. I'm in the process of a TV show coming up, and. Um, all while still uh, running my real estate company. <laughs> you are a busy man. You <laughs> yes, are. Sir. Yeah. As mentioned, you write everything from songs, scripts, and novels. How early in life did you know you wanted to write? Well, I believe it was six years old when I won my first poetry competition. Um, now, it was one of those online ones where I'm not sure if it was really a competition or not. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, I liked having that poetry and communicating a story to people and having people understand the story. And so when I saw that power, I started to look and say, okay, I did that with this very short story and poetry. What other ways can I do it? In books and music and everything like that. So a very young age, I would right. say about six years old. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I watched an interview sometime back. Uh, I can't remember who did the interview, but you were at some kind of Comic-Con, and you said that you had also written a book for a neighbor who had been bullied in high school. Yes. Yep. I thought that, I thought that um, was impressive. Yeah, yeah, I still, I still remember that. He was my next-door neighbor. I was bullied a lot, too. We were actually, I think I was 10 years old when I wrote that one. Um, I was bullied a lot and he was bullied a lot for different reasons. I was bullied because I talked too much and I talked too differently than most of my peers. And he was bullied a lot because his English was very broken and he didn't have to communicate. And I wanted to make sense of the world because I, and my biggest frustration was not being bullied, but rather not understanding why I was being bullied. Um, and so I, I wrote a story that, that had bullies in it. 
Uh, it was called The Lonely Hippo and the Three Hyenas. And uh, it gave backstory. Yeah, well, for a little <laughs> kid, it certainly was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. During the music, uh, I can't even talk now. During the Music Monday <laughs> article, you mentioned you were working on a manuscript about angels. The title was Evelyn, the story of angels. First, did I pronounce the title correctly? And next, is that manuscript still a work in progress? So, Evelyn, you had it right. And a um, little fun fact, my daughter's name is Evelyn. That is great. Yeah. And um, so I have, I completed that book once, and then I realized that I had rushed it. And so I rewrote about 90,000 words of it. Um, and then now we're just in the editing stage. I had other books come up that I really felt called to release sooner, like uh -huh. We're All Liars. And then I have another one coming out called Today I Pray, um, but just really put on my heart to get out sooner. And then the fiction ones um, and the angelic stories and all that, those are just really in the editing phase because those are 300 pages so they take a lot longer to edit <laughs> right right i read the uh manuscript to this one back when we did that in interview and uh it was amazing it, that's the reason i brought it up and asked about it so oh I yes think, uh, i i think you'll love the rewrite of it too it's just a lot cleaner a lot more consistent and uh the story is just deeper okay okay all right well how did you come up with the idea for we're all liars, 101 ways to live the truth. Um, well, I mean, there's a couple of different, there's always different motivations, but one of the big things is that I'm uh, very honest with what I think about things, um, even down to the silly things that people look at and they go, why do you care about that? Why do you care about telling the truth in that area? Nobody else cares. Um, and I would say lines and phrases to people, and then they'd start writing them down. And I'd go, oh, I guess they cared about what I said. I guess that was useful for them. Um, and so then I said, okay, well, why don't I write it down for them in the form of a book that kind of gives a food for thought as well as some constructive ideas on how to stop lying so much. Uh, because I realized it's, it's absolutely everywhere. And really, society encourages us to to be liars, to be very good liars, in fact. Um, but all those people ended up so miserable. They ended up lost in the lies. And then they go, well, how did I get here? And I said, well, it started with that first lie and then the next one and the next one, you know? And, and so I just, I really wrote that because I wanted to give uh, people just a, a very simple, um, you've seen the book, so you know the format, a very simple, easy way to digest some important ideas and some constructive ways on how to approach um, not lying and what you could have said instead. Correct, correct. Uh, I like the way you brought the book into parts. You know, you had your part one, part two, and then part three is this is how you do it. Now you practice doing it. So Yes, was, exactly. Right. Was breaking the book down in different parts, was it designed for that, or was, did that come later on in the writing process? So what happened is I just started writing down these phrases in my own little journal. And I think I actually have like 130 of them, but some of them were kind of like repeats. Mm -hmm. So I narrowed it down to 101, one, because that's really catchy, and two, I didn't need all 130. Um, and when I started to see that, I said, okay, we've got the, the center part, which is all the phrases. 
But I feel like I need to address a couple other things. Like, why does it even matter to tell the truth? Why is that important? And are people willing to admit that every last one of us lies? And then after I said, okay, I give them all these helpful phrases. Um, what do they go from there? How do they start telling the truth? And so that's where that next part comes in, where we break down a lot of the, the common lies we say and hear and what we could have said instead, what's the truth behind them and things like that. Mm-hmm. I had a couple people read the book. Uh, Nina Turnipseed, one of our co-hosts, is one of them. And she liked the way that certain areas in part two, that if you want to criticize someone, you can do it in a constructive way that will actually help them in the long run. And if you do it in the constructive way with a little bit of love, it comes like across a whole lot better than just just plain out really lying because lying in the long run actually hurts more than the constructive criticism was up front. Uh, And the particular one she was talking about was, you know, how do I look in this or or some part of that, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, or how do I look, I think was what it was. Breaking the yeah. breaking the book down like that, it, I found it I found it really amazing. Okay, thank you, uh, thank you. The book is listed in the genres of, or as Amazon refers to them, departments of books, philosophy and ethics and morality, and communication and social skills. I agree with both of those as the book fits in with with them. But did you ever think about actually listing as a self help book? So I think and. This is my first one that I've done by myself through Amazon. Uh-huh. Um, but when I, when I kind of look that, into that, those are subcategories of self-help. Amazon wouldn't really? let okay. me. Yeah, they wouldn't let me do just self-help. Now, I, I did actually recently change it to self-help general because okay. I'm wondering if that'll be better. Because, uh, um, yeah, I, I agree. But it was it was really difficult to pick, like, those very specific subcategories. <laughs> okay, well, I did not know that uh, those were actually subcategories of self-help. That uh, I've learned something about Amazon. I also publish through Amazon, and I have a hard time sometimes with trying to get my books done. You know, and so yeah, yeah, it, it gets confusing. I'm always calling somebody <laughs> on the phone who's who's written a few more books than I have and say, hey. Here, here's this book. You read it and tell me how you just list it on Amazon. Because if not, that's what I'm, my wife has done for me. She has been integral and essential in the part of the process. She did all the formatting for the book for me to convert it for Amazon's KDP. I have a guy who does all that stuff for me, and uh, because it can, it can get. It, I mean, it's just tedious as all get out. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy that does mine, he says, well. How much time did I save you? I said, well, I've, I've written another half of a book while you formatted that one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm completely content with whatever what you want to charge there. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. So, uh, what do you hope the readers come away from after they read We're All Liars, 101 Ways to Live the Truth? Well, besides the obvious that we all do lie. I mean, again, always that broad question. Um, but I know... Some core things that I really hope people take away from it is one is that the truth isn't subjective. We're taught right now that the truth is subjective and there's such things as my truth and your truth. Um, but really, we're just switching out truth with opinion and we're using truth in the wrong way. The, the truth is absolute and it's timeless and it never changes. The truth will always be the truth. 
Otherwise, it's not the truth. Um, it's an opinion or um, a hypothesis or some other form of uh, thought. Uh, so really, it's more of just having people look at life and say, what is the truth? What are the truths of my life? Because it's only when we accept the truth as it is that we can create solutions and improve ourselves and, and live the lives that we all know we want to live and have the relationships we deeply desire. That makes a lot of sense. And the book does convey that and conveys it very well. You had mentioned Thank that you, you had uh, other books in the works and run through some titles. What is the next one due out? So uh, we just finished up the next one. It's a very short book um, called Today I Pray. Uh, the book is designed for um, people who just want to pray for others but don't know what to say, but they want to make sure that it's good things, things that they would that God would be happy with them to pray about mm-hmm. um, and so it's a I literally write prayers for people and then I back it up with a Bible verse so that they could pray and bless for others um, so it's a very short sweet book that um, will be formatted pretty similar to actually we're all liars so that's one of them and then um, we're getting ready to release fire FYRE um, which is uh, about 300 pages and that's a big big fiction book Mm-hmm. Um, that we're, we've gone through a few of the drafts and getting the editing done on that one. So those are, those are two right on the way. Okay. Now, how do you have time to sell real estate and write all these books? <laughs> do you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, there's two different, two different answers. The first answer is that I, I, the way I build my real estate business, um, it's, I try to make it as efficient as possible for myself and for my clients. Uh-huh. So that helps a lot. I've got a wonderful support system along with it, which is my wife and the different partners I have. But also the big books like Avalon, um, like We're All Liars, like Fire. A lot of those I started writing a while back, which means that I had less work to do now. So okay. Okay. Really, it was, yeah, it was just, you, I, everybody always goes, oh, it's amazing you do that. And I go, it's really not. I just <laughs> use my time differently. We still, I still have time to play video games or watch Netflix or stuff like that. I just use my time differently prior. Uh, what about baking bread? <laughs> uh, well, I don't bake bread anymore. My wife is sweet enough to do that. But <laughs> Okay. Okay. I, that, was yeah. one of the, that was one of the things that when you and I talked the last time that really stood out. I mean, you know, it's like this guy likes soup. So he makes his own bread. I mean, you just yes. can't, you just can't sourdough with a starter. That's, That's right. right. It was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. My, my wife does that now. She's so sweet and she's so kind to do that. Okay. Well, when the next one hits Amazon, uh, I'll keep up with it on Facebook. And maybe you could come on the show and we could do like a whole show and just talk about that book by itself. Oh, that would be great. That would be yeah. absolutely awesome. I'd love that. Okay, do you have an idea when it's going to be released? Well, largely in part that comes down to my wife. She is a, just a pinnacle in everything that we do together. And um, I would say probably in the next two months we'll okay. probably have it all ready to go. I mean, we're very, very close now. So it's also just waiting for some of the legal stuff to come back and right. be finished. Because in these troubling times, I think a book about how to pray is probably very well needed. 
I think you're right too. Yeah. It was a book. Uh, it was another book. I never. We're all liars, and today I pray I never planned on writing either of those books. I love my fiction books, my big mm-hmm. giant fantasy books. But those books are the ones that I felt like I literally had people writing them down in front of me, basically saying, "Please, I want more of this." And I go, "Okay, I yeah. should give that to people." Right. Right. And you never know what you write that will actually help somebody. Exactly. <laughs> okay, Robert, thanks once again for talking to us. And like I said, please join us again when you release the the prayer book, and because I would love to discuss that one. Yes, yes. Well, I'm looking forward to it, and I'll make sure that you know right away. All right, Robert, appreciate it. And thank you once again for your time, man. Thank you so much. It's great to be on. Back to you, Kelly, for the 411 on we're all liars 101 ways to live the truth we're all liars 101 ways to live the truth written by robert bean is available in the following formats from amazon ebook for three dollars and 99 cents and paperback six dollars 99 cents Spotlighting the indie author purchased both formats for review. Joseph and Nina reviewed the paperback, Christy the ebook. The genre of We're All Liars 101 Ways to Live the Truth, Philosophy of Ethics and Morality, along with Communication and Social Skills. The book was published by Robert Bean, released on November 27, 2019. We're All Liars. 101 Ways to Live the Truth, measures 6 by 0.4 by 9 inches, contains 178 pages. Before the review, let me mention once again, this book was reviewed by myself, Nina Turnipseed, and Christy Warren. Nina has just been released from the hospital at the time of this recording. Nina's hospitalization put us behind schedule, which in turn didn't allow Christy to record her segments due to time constraints. Kelly will be reading what Christy submitted. I'll be conveying what Nina had to say about We're All Liars, 101 Ways to Live the Truth. Now to the review. While chatting with Robert about We're All Liars, 101 Ways to Live the Truth, We learned that the book is divided up in parts, three to be exact. Let's review those parts. Part one, things to consider. Part one is to get us to admit that we are all liars. The section consists of 101 snippets. Some of the 101 phrases have a simple explanation of that statement under them. There are several of the 101 phrases that I like or hit close to home. I guess the one that sticks out the most can be found on page 97. Number 86 reads, Just because you are together doesn't mean you should be. Another one that grabbed my attention can be found early on in the book. Page 16. Number 5 reads, Questions don't hurt, but miscommunications do. This is one of the snippets that has an explanation under it. It reads, If someone implies something, clarify. Your understanding may be entirely different than their intentions. Kelly, 
please tell us which of the 101 phrases grabbed the attention of Christy. From Christy Warren. Since I'm an MS warrior, and due to past life experiences, it's definitely number 54 found on page 65. It reads, When you have been broken down enough, you become skilled at building back up. Christy also stated that number 45 dealing with an empty cup along with number 53, about learning to love, respect, and appreciate, were two more of her favorites. Here's what Nina had to say about the 101 phrases. Out of the 101 snippets, the one that caught my attention right away was number 48, found on page 59. It reads, If you are not married to them, don't act as if you are. In other words, marriage isn't play. It's not acting. It's real and genuine. Which means that if you're not married to them, don't pretend to be. I also found that number 95, dealing with the past, and number 96, dealing with heartache, was also helpful. On to the next section of the book, part two, Society is a Liar. It's a breakdown of the truths behind some of the most common white lies and the true statements we could say instead of lying. The information containing part two I found clever and useful. I like the way the author broke down the white lies. My favorite? This is the first time this has happened. Found on page 136. Kelly, tell us what Christy thought about part two. When Christy was asked about her thoughts on part two, she responded, the author did a great job with part two. The one that touched me the most can be found on page 117. White lie, I hate myself. Myself is stricken though. I struggle with this daily. I feel as if I have let those closest to me down. Having MS adds to the reasons I have to hate myself. I can't do what I once did. Most mornings, it's a struggle to get my feet on the floor. Since reading Robert's book, I'm trying to refocus my line of thinking from I hate myself to I hate some of the choices I have made and my situation in life, but not myself. I'm now telling myself that I'm not proud of some of the choices, and I may be unhappy with my current circumstances, but I don't hate me. When Nina was asked what did she think of part two, and did she have a favorite, her response was, Part two was packed full of insights and advice. I like the way the author teaches us to use constructive criticism in a loving and caring way to avoid the white lie. One example of this can be found on page 138. The white lie, you look great. The word great is stricken through. As far as a favorite, I don't have one, but there's one that is close to my heart. Page 140, white lie, it was on sale. The author lists some great truths. Since this is about the truth, here's my truth about it's on sale. I will see an article of clothing and think, I will look sensational in this. Yeah, it's expensive, but it is on sale. Later, it will cost even more for me to look smashing in this. I know, I'll put it on a charge card. That way I can look stunning while paying a little every month. <laughs> that sounds like Nina, but it also sounds like she may have a breakthrough. The last section of the book, part three, 30 Days of Being Honest, is a challenge to the readers. Robert has included 30 ruled pages in the back of the book to record our lives. 
This will help us discover that being honest with ourselves and others is essential to living a happy, fulfilling life. Robert leads off this section with an example from his own life. I'll add that this section turns into a reference or template if you purchase the ebook. However, that shouldn't stop you from taking the challenge. You can use the same format just in your personal journal. Kelly, get the calculator ready. As it's time to award, We're All Liars, 101 Ways to Live the Truth, some stars. I'll start with Nina's review. From Nina Turnipsey, I found it hard to find anything wrong with layout, editing, or cover design. The book was a quick read, and it is a great self-help book. I give We're All Liars, 101 Ways to Live the Truth, 4.5 stars. Whoa, 4.5 stars from Nina. I'm sort of shocked. It appears for once Nina and I agree on a book rating. <laughs> Kelly, please read Christy's review. From Christy Warren. I found We're All Liars, 101 Ways to Live the Truth, a nice read, and I think it will help whomever reads it. However, I found it boring at times. I give We're All Liars, 101 Ways to Live the Truth, 3.5 stars. Okay, Joseph, two of the three star ratings are in. You're up. This book actually surprised me. Many years ago, I read The Purpose Driven Life, a religious self-help book written by Rick Warren. We Are All Liars, 101 Ways to Live the Truth is similar in its simplicity and straightforward language. With the advice in part two of how to avoid telling white lies, this is a book for everyone. Robert mentioned in the book that the reader may have decided to purchase the book because of its unique cover and our title. I'll agree with both statements. The cover is simple, but eye-catching. Some of the white lies are written in gray on a black background. The title is centered in the cover in white lettering and framed with white lines. Like Nina, I couldn't find any spelling or grammar mistakes or format issues. What I didn't like? The book blurb is nothing more than the section of the preface. The other thing, the overuse of, in other words. Overall, this was an excellent book, and I give it four and three quarter stars out of five. I enjoyed it so much that I plan on giving a copy to everyone on my Christmas list. This is one of those books you need to keep close by so you can refer back to it daily and in certain situations. Okay, Kelly. What do you got? Drum roll, please. Spotlighting the indie author awards were all liars, 101 ways to live the truth, 4.25 stars out of 5. Fantastic. 4.25 stars earns we're all liars, 101 ways to live the truth. A round of applause. wrap up the review of We're All Liars, 101 Ways to Live the Truth. I would like to thank Robert Bean for calling in and sharing his insights. I recommend We're All Liars, 101 Ways to Live the Truth to all. And here's why. What was supposed to be a simple book review 
turned into a lesson in the truth. As you heard during the podcast, the book helped myself, Nina, and Christy. I'm looking forward to reading Robert's next release, Today I Pray, to see what message it brings. Kelly, what we got coming up next? The next show airs July the 15th. Spotlighting the indie author will be reviewing The Boy Who Saw in Colors by Lauren Robinson. Lauren and I discussed The Boy Who Saw in Colors back on the June 15th show. We'll post a link to that show in the notes below. Before we close, I would like to talk about Nina and Christy for a second. Christy is a true MS warrior with a big heart, contagious laugh, and will help anyone when she can. Her truthful words today, I'm sure, will help other MS warriors, along with anyone struggling with hating themselves. Nina is also a warrior who is facing a different struggle. The battle before her is all uphill, but she is capable of winning and ready for the challenge. Please keep them both in your prayers. Here's one last message from Nina. Hi, everyone. Sorry I can't be there. I hope to rejoin the crew of Spotlighting the Author soon. I would like to thank Kelly for filling in for me in the last four episodes, including this one, Hugs and Kisses, Nina. Lastly, Kelly, I would like to thank you for your help today. I couldn't have done it without you. No, thank you, Joseph. I love being here and much love to Nina as well. That will wrap up today's show. Till next time, speak the truth. It will set you free. Kelly, if you would, roll the credits. I'm out of here. Credits, music, intro and outro and credits, Thriller Announcement 5 by Ziggy2, courtesy of Freesound. Lead in, about author, book info and closing, Corporate Upbeat by Inspiring Sounds, courtesy of Audio Jungle. Podcast Background, Never Stop Dreaming by Crescent Music, courtesy of Shutterstock Incorporated. Credits, Sound Effects. Applause 3 by Sander Motions, courtesy of Freesound. Drumroll, please, by Scheffler, courtesy of Freesound. Walking Away Sound, recorded by Mike Koenig, courtesy of Sound Bible. Frying Pan Impact, recorded by Mike Koenig, courtesy of Sound Bible. Door Slam 2 by Lid Fortuna, courtesy of Freesound. Note, Host leaving podcast was mixed using the following sound effects, walking away sound and frying pan impact, along with door slam too. The show notes contain the following, links to guest or author's webpage and or social media page, blogs and books mentioned in today's podcast, links to websites not affiliated with guest or author mentioned in today's show, the link to spotlighting the indie author's podcast webpage, Links to the hosts of today's show along with the guest. Links to Spotlighting the Indie Author's blog. The blog will include any information obtained about the guest or books after the podcast aired. The podcast notes will also have the technical data on the recording of today's show. Spotlighting the Indie Author can be found on most major podcast platforms, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. 
visit our website for the links or search your favorite podcast app for us. Please, if you enjoyed the show, subscribe and use the comment section to let us know your thoughts. Thank you for listening and please join us for our next podcast. Till then, this is Kelly and the crew of Spotlighting the Indie Author, bidding you farewell till next time. This was episode number seven, a 2020 production of Spotlighting the Indie Author, a Joseph E. Clay podcast, produced and directed by Joseph E. Clay, edited and mixed by Joseph E. Clay and Kelly Winkler. <laughs>